it's pretty anti-competitive to me. They're not blind to the value of cryptocurrencies. My name is Naomi Brockwell, and you're listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain, and the Technologies of Our Future. Today, I chat about the recent crypto ban on Facebook with tech journalist Josh Peterson. Facebook announced this week that they are banning all advertisements that relate to crypto and Bitcoin and everything in that space. So as someone in the space, I don't personally use Facebook ads because I think they're kind of crappy. But I know a lot of people who are going to be hurt by this. And I wanted to talk to some people and find out why they're doing this, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. So I have with me Josh Peterson. He is a tech journalist. Welcome, Josh. Hi, Naomi. Thank you for having me. Walk me through what exactly is Facebook doing? Well, earlier this week, Facebook announced that they're banning cryptocurrencies and any ads that are promoting uh, binary options, ICOs, and cryptocurrency. So I have in front of me the actual policy. So I'll read that right now so that we're pretty clear about it. It says, ads must not promote financial products or services that are frequently associated with misleading or deceptive promotional practices. They've sided with the idea that ICOs and cryptocurrencies and all that are scams. And um, that definitely affects people who are uh, running legitimate businesses and whatnot. And on the one hand, you know, they're a private business. They can do whatever they want on their platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of things, I feel like it's really dangerous to wrap crypto all together and say this entire thing is a scam and we don't want anything to do with it. Um, I mean, that's definitely not good for the industry. Well, it's definitely not good for the industry, especially when um, not many people still really understand what mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies are. By doing this, Facebook has essentially decided how people should think about it. They're trying desperately to keep people on the platform. Right. I mean, there are so many decentralized social media platforms uh, now that maybe people just don't need Facebook anymore. So it'd be interesting to see what happens after this ban. What do you think about the argument that some people are giving that this is a good thing that ICOs can be scammy, so it's better to protect people? Well, I think that we're all adults here, and I, I'm, I have a huge problem with a private company deciding what is good for me, in a sense. Um, I think that you know, uh, as, as being a responsible adult means making your own choices, and so I don't think it's really Facebook's responsibility to protect me. Um, I do understand that certain people lack, or a lot of people may lack the adequate knowledge, but that's, you know, that's why we have the internet, so you can go and research yourself and figure it out and figure out if it really is good for you. Should you be pouring your life savings into these things? Maybe not. That's probably not a good idea. Like you wouldn't do that with any other uh, financial service. So why would you do it with crypto? Um, that's 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 greedy in a sense. So um, I think that I can I understand why people would make that argument that that this is a good thing. But I also think that you know you should be you should have some self responsibility. Let's address the elephant in the room that no one really seems to be talking about. That Facebook may potentially have some ulterior motives. Absolutely. Every year, Mark Zuckerberg takes on a personal challenge, and he actually he usually publishes it in a in a in a blog post on Facebook, letting people know. So previously, he it was about reading books or running or um, traveling America, getting to uh, doing all of those things. And so this year, he said that he is trying to basically fix Facebook, and and part of that is he's looking at cryptocurrencies and encryption, and he's looking at decentralized technologies and how they can help people. But at the same time, he sees that cryptocurrencies, what makes them 
so valuable is also what makes them harder harder to control, and that's his words, harder to control. Um, in addition to that, there are some pretty glaringly obvious commercial reasons why Facebook might want to ban uh, cryptocurrency ads. Late last year, Telegram, which is a competitor to um, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, announced that they were um, doing a, um, a multi-billion dollar ICO. And um, Facebook is also competing with social networks in other countries. China, for example, has kind of an all-encompassing platform with WeChat. And Facebook has not done very well with financial services. And so um, by banning cryptocurrency ads and by banning anything, especially when there are certain cryptocurrencies that are associated with social networks, such as Steam, um, which is a very popular one right now, and I'm on that one. I've been exploring that space. Yeah. Um, Facebook, by essentially painting these these other options, these other alternatives as, as scammy, it, it kind of reframes the debate. And now people who are interested in cryptocurrencies might be looking at to Facebook as as um, kind of what, what they should be thinking about it. It does seem that, that the future is in crypto and the future is in these decentralized networks that are being created. So Facebook, you know, maybe trying to clamp down on that to protect themselves. It's pretty anti-competitive to me. They're not blind to the value of cryptocurrencies. Mark Andreessen, Peter Thiel, they're on Facebook's board. They're very into crypto. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the big stories a few weeks ago was how, how many millions of dollars Peter Thiel's uh, fund made through Bitcoin. Um, David Marcus, is um, he, he runs Facebook Messenger. He's on the board of uh, Coinbase. And then also um, this week, uh, Mark Zuckerberg just announced that they're bringing in uh, Amer- uh, American Express's outgoing CEO. And American Express was experimenting with Ripple. So right. it's, it's not, they're not blind to this and they don't, and, and it's, I, I, I'm, 100% sure they don't really believe that all cryptocurrencies are scams. So so the language is used to just put up walls until they can figure out as kind of what Mark was saying is how to control it. Do you think this ban is going to last? I don't think it'll last, but I don't know how long it'll go for. Um, I think that once they're able to get their head around it a little bit more and maybe yeah offer something that competes, maybe they'll lift it. Um, maybe if if enough people challenge it, they'll make some modifications to the policy. The policy itself in the in the in the blog post announcing the policy, it said it was intentionally broad. So it's it's it which is also very um, dis discouraging because that and I think that's where people are quite correctly nervous about what this means. You know, you have. Um, legitimate companies that are use that they're building blockchain technologies to 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 build either social networks or fight fraud. That's what's so exciting about this space. Arizona, they're they're actually advanced. There's there's a bill working its way through right now that where um, people could pay their taxes in Bitcoin. Wow! So you have you just you have so much going on. So we'll have to see. Cool. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I hope that it doesn't hurt too many good businesses that I know are really doing the right thing and trying to make the world a better place. Absolutely. You have been listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. For a full list of all the links we mentioned in the podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. Thanks so much for listening.